Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the Institute of World Politics. Uh, my name is John Lenchowski. I'm president of the Institute. Uh, for those of you who are new to IWP, we are a, an independent graduate school of uh, international affairs and national security, and we have five master's programs. We have uh, a doctoral program. We have uh, some 17 certificate programs of graduate study. Uh, and it's also possible to just take a single course here and even audit one without having to commit to a whole semester's worth of tuition. Um, if you're interested in, uh, in our curriculum uh, that is taught by a faculty of scholar practitioners who have done what they teach, uh, please come and see one of the members of the staff afterwards. Um, today, uh, we are delighted to welcome a very distinguished visitor to IWP uh, who will uh, be contributing to a, a series of lectures that we have been holding about uh, Chinese affairs. Uh, Guan Chen Chen uh, is uh, one of the most prominent uh, dissidents. Uh, to be active in the United States coming out of China. Uh, he's known to many as the barefoot lawyer who was born and raised in a, in a poor remote village in Shandong, China. He was blind since his infancy and barred from school until his late teens. But nonetheless, he taught himself law as a young adult and became a committed advocate for the poor, the disabled, and the persecuted. His work on human rights issues, and, uh, and particularly his protests against uh, the Beijing regime's one-child policy, uh, drew uh, the ire of the authorities, leading to over seven years of harassment, including repeated house arrests, detention in jails, uh, over four years in prison. After 20 months of brutal isolation in his own home, where he suffered beatings, uh, on April 20th, 2012, he made a dramatic escape that caught the attention of the international media. The American Embassy in Beijing secured his temporary safety before high-level diplomatic negotiations enabled his uh, uh, exit to the United States. And since beginning uh, his advocacy work here, uh, he has won all sorts of awards including uh, being recognized by Time magazine uh, amongst its uh, 100 most influential people in 2006. He won the Ramon Magsaysay Award in 2007, the Lantos Human Rights Prize in 2012, the UK Parliament's Westminster Award in 2013, and the Geneva Summit for Human Rights and Democracy Courage Award in 2014. Chen is a frequent media commentator and guest speaker at conferences and events around the world. He's established a nonprofit foundation to further human rights in China and is currently a visiting fellow at the uh, Catholic University of America. Uh, he is also a distinguished senior fellow uh, in human rights at the Witherspoon Institute at Princeton and is a senior distinguished advisor to the Lantos Foundation for Human Rights and Justice. He's written a memoir entitled The Barefoot Lawyer, A Blind Man's Fight for Justice and Freedom in China, 
which was published by Henry Holt in 2015 and translated into eight languages. Chen, we are honored to have you here. We salute you for your courage, and we hope that your lifetime of service to this cause will ultimately be vindicated by the freedom for your fellow uh, uh, citizens in China. Chen, please. Thank you. And oh, let me also say, and I want to say that uh, after Chen is done with his talk, uh, his uh, uh, associate, Danica Mills, will be here to help him uh, with the Q&A uh, session uh, and, and, and helping him in interpret. So Chen, the, here's the podium, and, and the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to John for the generous introduction. Uh, it's an honor to be here. I have been making the Communist Party very mad for a long time. <laughs> I have always taken this as a compliment because it usually means I'm doing the right thing. I think more people should try to make the math. About 18 years ago, I began helping farmers and disabled people through the local government to infringing on their rights. Many officials were not pleased with this. In 2003, I brought a lawsuit against the Beijing Metro Corporation for illegally charging blind writers. The case was reported on the media. The Communist Party was not pleased with this either, especially when we won the case. Then, in 2005, I began hearing about a campaign to enforce the one-child policy. The stories were horrific. Pregnant women being dragged from their homes for abortions. Families, families being detained and beaten. Some friends and I began an investigation which we published online. This time, I had stepped into a harness nest. They were furious 
as a result of our investigation, I was kidnapped, disappeared, falsely tried, and imprisoned for over four years. After that, I was illegally detained in my own home for 20 months. Our home was surrounded by sacks. We were beaten. Anyone who tried to visit us was beaten too. Then, in April 2012, I escaped. It was a miracle. In Beijing, the American embassy took me in. With the help of the U.S. government, my family and I came to America. We were finally free from the claws of the Chinese Communist Party. I deliberately see Chinese Communist Party and not China or Chinese government. To the citizens of China, it is the CCP, not the government, that controls the country. China operates under two systems. One is the government, the People's Republic of China, with officials, ministries, and departments. The other is the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, an opaque organization which operates outside the law and above the Constitution. It controls the government and the people. It has kidnapped the nation. How does the CCP do this? Across the country, each level of government is beholden to a Chinese Communist Party organization of the same level. Each CCP branch is controlled by a party committee. Within the party committees, the party secretary hold power for that level. 
government officials, such as provincial governor or prime minister, are all beholden to the party secretaries. Through its organization, military, the party controls the hiring and firing of any officials around the country. You will see, well, we know it's an authoritarian country. Isn't the party the government's enemy? There are three important things to understand. Number one, CCP rule is written into the Constitution. A phrase in the preamble states that the party leads all and the leadership of the party must be maintained. This leaves no chance for even incremental reforms. The CCP would never allow a real second party to emerge. So, only nationwide upheaval can change the status quo. Number two, there is no way for the public interest to ever stand above party interest. Opacity and corruption enable party and personal interest and interest guides the operation of the state. Number three, institutions are not what they see. In fact, the government and related institutions are designed to give the impression of transparency and commitment to the rule of law. Western democratic nations like this very much. The West often acts as though it thinks the CCP believes in the rule of law. This is dangerous. 
appearances are deceiving. In the CCP, hierarchy and party loyalty take precedence over the law. Individuals and party factions can follow protocols while manipulating power for their own benefit. The saying is, quote, the lower level listens to the higher level and everyone follows the center, end quote. If the person above you makes an order, you must do it. I'll give an example of how appearances are really a front for power. Take a provincial governor. A provincial governor must also be first vice provincial party secretary. Without this title, you can't be governor. As first vice party secretary, the governor must obey the orders of his CCP boss, who is the provincial party secretary. If you don't obey, you can be stripped of vice party secretary status. And hence, unable to be governor, except for the village level. The party secretary is always above the government official. At the highest level, the central level, the party secretary and the president are the same person. Now, this is Xi Jinping. In the 1980s, for a short while, the central party secretary and president were different people. However, the experiment didn't last long. It turned out that sometimes they had different ideas, and sometimes expressed these publicly, especially after 1989 with Tiananmen. 
So the party went back to its monopoly of power with one person at the top. The village level had a separate law, the rural elections law. Villages are supposed to have elections and the village mayor is above the party secretary. It sounds good, right? People in the West often say they think Chinese villages can elect their own officials who will make decisions. But it isn't true. In my village, for example, when the people tried to elect a mayor who was not favored by the party, the CCP recalled the election. They claimed there had been fraud and kept holding new elections and bribing people for votes until they finally elected a party insider to be mayor. This is a frequent occurrence. The CCP went back to its monopoly on central power in the 1990s, but they were still uneasy because of, of appearances for the international community concentrated power is incompatible with civilized societies. It's not something that people who live in democratic countries can accept. So they have gradually separated party and government positions at lower levels while keeping party secretary control. And they have another form of control over the government. The People's Congress. From a legal perspective, the People's Congress and its 
standing committees are intended as oversight bodies for the government. Looks good on paper, right? In practice, however, the party secretaries still control the People's Congress at every level. The party can decide <clears throat> if you are in or not. If you are a member of the Congress or not. The People's Congress is not created through elections. If the party says to raise your hand to agree, you raise your hand to agree. If the party says raise your hand to oppose, you raise your hand to oppose. That is the way to maintain and protect your status in the People's Congress. So, it's all a facade. But what does the structure of the CCP and China's government have to do with America? Why? should Americans care? First of all, let's look at American businesses. Companies want to do business with China. They want to have access to the huge Chinese consumer consumer market, but there is much they do not see. American companies are not on the same page when they do business in China. It seems many business leaders are not aware of this. Companies have had factories confiscated equipment stolen, water and electricity shut off when local officials wanted the property. Where could these companies turn? Chinese courts, there's no rule of law. Chinese companies are pro protected by the party and government, which often force foreign companies to give up valuable 
intellectual property as well as private information on sales. American companies are compromising their business interests as well as their moral standing. Second of all, let's look at U.S. economic and security policy. These are both part of the trade war with whom are the U.S. representatives reality negotiating in the trade talks. Are the government or party officials? When Chinese officials meet with foreign officials, the party title won't be recognized by the international community. So they have to put on their government hats. But as we have seen, the government doesn't make decisions when deciding what to talk about and to what degree the power is all in the hands of the party. So while the U.S. officials are acting on behalf of their government, which is elected by the people. The Chinese officials are acting on behalf of the CCP, which operates for its own interests. The CCP leadership makes claims about wanting to make changes to avoid heavy tariffs, but they have done very little. They meet with the U.S. officials to talk, then the U.S. gives them more time to make changes which they do not do. If an agreement is reached, can the U.S. trust the CCP to carry it out? In my opinion, the real power behind any trade agreement between the U.S. and China 
is America's military might. The CCP respects America not for its democracy and rule of law, but for its big stake. This is an unfortunate reality which reflects the CCP's mafia mentality. The CCP is thinking America enforces the law like the police. If you go against the law, the police will come. The CCP doesn't respect other democratic countries as such because they don't have such a strong military. The CCP is trying to create a military system to rival America and is building ports around the world. This is very concerning. Lastly, let's look at human rights. My own story of prosecution is but one example of the extremes to which the party will go to silence opposition voices within China. Countless activists, human rights lawyers have been jailed, tortured, and even killed for fighting to uphold the law. Hundreds of thousands of Muslims in Xinjiang have been put in detention simply for their religion. Tibetans, Christians, and Falun Gong are abused every day for their beliefs. Journalists can't report on sensitive issues and even small criticism online can bring a visit from the police. Unfortunately, the CCP's desire for control doesn't stop at the border. It is extending its fingers around the world into government, academic institutions, media, and corruption. 
its structure has its intent. So the U.S. is right to call on Western nations to stop using Huawei's 5G equipment. Huawei and other giant tech companies are not independent of the party. The U.S. is right to hold section breakers accountable. The U.S. should do even more. America should call for human rights in China and investigate influence in the U.S. The U.S. should use its laws and tools, such as the Global Magnitsky Act, to section human rights abusers. Communist authoritarianism is the enemy of humanity. It is a threat to civilization. It runs universal values and culture. If we don't use our democracy, constitutionalism, freedom, and human rights to change violent <coughs> dictatorships, they will use their rotten, barbaric practice to destroy our way of life. When I look at China, I see thousands of regular people transforming China through their individual actions. The sons and the daughters of China are struggling for freedom. They hope the American people will support them, build a constitutional democratic government that respects human rights and human dignity. Future generations deserve to live free, <coughs> free from the shadow of dictators. Let us be brave. If we work together, we can throw dictators into the trash pit of history and make communist authoritarianism a thing of the past. Thank you.
take some questions? In the back. I was, was uh, accompanying a businessman who had a consulting contract with a Chinese company. And at our first stop, there were about seven gentlemen from the company. And there was another man who came slightly later, and he was introduced as Dr. His name. They said he was sent from Beijing by the Communist Party. That's the way he was introduced. Can you explain what was going on there? What how that fit into what you described? So, sorry, you you were you're working you were a consultant. You were working for a consultant. Company, a cons yes. Consulting <coughs> company, a Chinese company. Oh, you were consulting a Chinese company doing business here? No, in China. In China, okay. Yes, uh,我们他们去中国的时候，对不对？出来，被介绍，说这是我们先生，啊，不是，呃，共产党的一个，嗯，他说这话的意思就是要给你，要让你给他搞好关系，因为在中国你就给共产党搞好关系，你的生意才
家庭关系吗？还是就是家庭以外的方面？啊，这共产党员呢，实际上不同的时期有不同的办法。啊，早期的时候呢，这个也就是说，在八十年代之前，呃，随便一个村里的书记说你是共产党员，你就是，如果他喜欢你。嗯、um, ，so it's, it depends on the the era. Um, before the 1980s, for example, in the villages, if the village、um, party secretary said you're a party member, then you're a party member. Ah, 后来呢，在学校里一般来说呢，就是说他要求你，啊，理论上说有个程序，就是小孩子，哪怕你刚刚走进小学，那你要加入一个叫少先队，然后从少先队再入到一个叫团，叫团员，再从团员。啊，写申请到这个共产党的某一个党的组织，那他就可以决定是不是让你成为党员。And、um, in schools, starting from primary school level,、um, there are different、um, organizations and groups that that children can enter into. And once you're in,、uh, the, you know, the,、uh, like little pioneers, and you you keep going up until eventually you can apply to be a、uh, communist party member. 那么原来呢，大中共的由于中共的宣传呢，大家会觉得加入共产党是一件好事情，但是最近一二十年情况发生了很大的变化。嗯、um, ，and because of Chinese、uh, Communist Party propaganda, they've always made it sound like being a party member is a good thing, but this has changed in the last couple of years. 对，啊、呃，这二十年以来呢，就是说中共，啊、呃，不管你是不是。你愿不愿意？只要你走进中学，他就让你成为团员，你自己都不知道，你就已经是了。And over the last twenty、um, years, they've started making it so is is anybody who goes to middle school becomes a party member. Doesn't matter if you wanted to or not, or if you knew about it or not. <笑>所以实际上呢，现在入党呢，基本上，呃，有的人会做，但是我觉得已经没有太大意义了。有的人要做，也只是为了。拿到一些特别的待遇。So now, people, there isn't so much interest in it. You know, some people want to be a member, party member,、um, because they might see that there's some sort of benefit in that.、Um, yeah.、Um, so it seems like most people watching China would say that it's been going in the opposite direction of increased、uh, democ increased chances for democracy or rule of law. Um, it seems like the Communist Party is actually using the terms democracy and rule of law, but they seem to define them differently.、Uh, I was wondering if maybe you could speak to that, like how they are interpreting that or using that. Ah,共产党，中国老百姓用这样一句话来形容他，就是说好话说尽，坏事做绝，就是把所有好的话都说出来，但是把所有的坏事全都干。So the the people in China, really regular people, have been saying that the Chinese Communist Party will say all everything that they want to say that's good. Um, while doing all the bad things. 对，那么共产党实际上从来没有一天想着真正让中国走向民主，他所想的都是怎样避免中国
，中国真正走上民主，真正有了这个民权力制衡的民主制度。所以他所说的和做的是完全相反的。Um, and in reality, the Chinese Communist Party has never, for one day, thought about allowing China to become a democratic country. So everything that they've ever done has has been in opposition to that. There's no way that they would want to have a, um, a democratic system with balances of power. Thank you. Um, thank you for being here. Um, I had a question regarding uh, Liu Xiaobo's death. Liu Xiaobo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, um, mm -hmm. you know, there was all this international pressure um, to have him released. I know, yeah, he's my friend. Yeah, yeah, and very sad he wasn't. And I think in the past, when there was international pressure, um, China would, you know, cave in and give way. Um, why do you think there's been that switch where China or the CCP won't uh, cave to international pressure? And then the second part of that is what can the international community do? To 呃，首先呢，我觉得西方国家不是没有能力去改变这种状况，他完全有能力让中共马上把这些事情放出来。但是我觉得呢，这些年来由于西方这个绥靖政策，导致了西方在人权方面只是做做样子。那么这个共产党心里很清楚，所以这种呼吁共产党就把它看成是一种。Um, I, I think that the, in the West, that Western countries can do a lot to change what happens and influence what happens in China. But because of the uh, last few years, there's been a policy of appeasement towards China in the West. And so um, China sees that. And so when they hear people talking about human rights, they just feel like it's, you know, it's for show. It's to, you know, Something to show the, the people of the West and not a real um, ask. Uh, I remember reading that the 那这样的话都跟中共交流了，你说以后如果还说我们关心人权，中共会在乎吗 ？Um, and there was a an article a while ago, um, in the Wall Street Journal, um, talking about a, a meeting between Biden and um some Chinese Communist Party. Biden apparently said, um, if you don't bring up human rights, you can't get into the White House. But if we talk about human rights, we're just kind of saying it. You know, don't really pay too much attention to it. Um. 所以，第二个问题就是说，其实西方我们做的非有可以做的很多，我们可以影响，可以影响这个美国政府制定对中共的政策啊，认识到它是对人类的一个非常大的威胁。那么也可以啊、呃，把中共迫害人权的一些消息呢，广泛的去宣传。总而言之，有很多方面的啊，还有就像我们有一些机构，像我们这个
，人权基金会，像我个人也成立这样的机构，嗯，可以支持我们一起做这样的事情，有很多这方面的，呃，路可以用，包括现在科技网络啊。Um, and there are uh, things that we can do here. For one, um, American people can um, ask that their government do more with regards to the policies towards China and um, to um, uh, take policies that, that re reinforce human rights in China. Um, and other things that people can do here is to spread information about what's going on in China and also to support organizations that are working for human rights. Um, there are a lot of them. In, including the organization that I've established. There, there are a lot of different ways to help. Um, here. Hi. Um, Hi. Thank you so much for presenting very impactful things. Um, my question is the influence that China has in parts of Africa at the moment. Um, we know that China has grown a lot when it comes to infrastructure, trade, and now, I mean, and lately, technology. And we're seeing that China is is um, is harboring different um, different government agencies or different government uh, federal employees in Africa in order to have their input in there. So can you talk about like what what's that what's the projected um, plan for the next 10, 20 years? Because that's that's like people have been saying that's modern day um, colonialism. <laughs> Yeah,就是影响他们的政府，对，就是说这是就是当代的一个心理殖民地的一个阶段。嗯，您您怎么看？就是来进行？啊，我觉得不是殖民地，而是殖思想地吧。对，就是把中共的那一套共产东西转
，我的感觉就是哪里有共产党，哪里的人民就会遭殃。你可以去翻一翻一下全世界的每一个历史，任何一个国家，只要共产思想盛行，这里的人民就会遭殃，就会灾有灾难。你可以回头看过去差不多一百年的历史，那么现在也是这个样的。在美国，如果逐步的渗透更多。那中共以大使馆为中心，对于美国各个方面的影响就会越来越大，那么这个社会的问题就会越来越多。所以，这是一个系统性的问题，不是一个孤立的问题。Um, well, it's a very specific question that you ask, but I, I see it more broadly、um, as、uh, an issue of, of the existence of the Chinese Communist Party. And anywhere, if you look back over history and Look anywhere around the world where there's been communism, where communism has taken root, the people there have suffered greatly,、um, and、uh, and it's it's the same with this in this case that you're bringing up. It's it's、um, it's a, a system of、uh, an issue, with sort of a system-wide issue. 对，这个原来有一个说法，就是说中共对于呃破坏美国，让美国堕落的一个大的计划，其中就包括。这个让美国人放弃传统的这些价值，呃，思想，从而逐步的削弱美国，这是一个非常长远的一个计划。呃，那么毒品啊，或者其他的一些家庭观念啊，这都在他们的破坏之列。And it's、um, been talked about that the Chinese Communist Party has a sort of long-term plan for its influence in America, and that is to kind of destroy、um, American values. Um, through things like you know, drugs or influencing ideas and, and values that Americans have,、um, and I forgot to add a little piece that you said before, was, which was that、um, a lot of this is taking place through the embassies in America. 对，从信仰转移到追求物质上去，这就完成了它的第一步了。And、um, moving from Um, values and beliefs to materialism is part of their long-term plan. 然后你有了物质以后，再让你堕落，你就吸开始和吸烟，然后吸毒，那就到了下一步。And once you sort of entered into a materialistic kind of a, a phase, then you go to other、um, vices, you know, smoking, drugs, and you know your、um, the system has. 对，然后让这些人越来越多，影响美国的立法，让很多地方都开放，让毒品合法化，第三步就完成了。And um, and when then these people can influence legislation, then um, in places where and create places where drugs are legal, then this is getting to the third phase of the Communist Party plan. 当美国到处都毒品合法化的时候，那是多么可怕！ Um, if、uh, everywhere in America、um, their drugs are legalized, this will be very scary. Thank you for、uh, coming here and giving this、uh, very great talk.、Um, my name is Kelvin Dyer. I'm with the East Coast Chinese National Awakening Movement. I'm an ethnic leader.、Um, earlier, you said that America should should support、um, uh, constitutional democracy with respect to human rights. Chinese occupation of their homeland and to restore their independence. 
You mean to have their own? Yeah, like we, to we separate. Were, yeah, we were independent. Right. Like the best mm -hmm. independent research that was independent prior to 你支持他们决定吗既不能他支持也不能他反对，就是顺其自然，他们自己可以做出一个选择。那么民主就是具备有选择的一个前提，否则没有民主，你连选择的权利都没有。For um, me, it's it's not an issue of supporting or not supporting. It's it's about following what happens kind of naturally. Um, in the uh, treaties of the United Nations, it's written that um, peoples should have the right to to choose um, their governments and their institutions. And so in this case, um, if it, it's not something that should be imposed on them from the outside, in, when you're talking about um, uh, Uyghurs and Tibetans, um, it should be something that follows. But of course, if for people to be able to choose their governments and institutions, they have to first have democracy. Otherwise, you can't, you can't there's no way you can, you can choose for yourself. So. Um, it's uh, it's about following what comes naturally in the course of that process. Sure, I got a question. I got two questions for you. One is our values in this country, to use drugs as a method of doing so. Um, this is something I should note that was part of the Soviet policy, uh, which uh, the U.S. government didn't pay too much attention to. Uh, but where there was a remarkable amount of, of evidence that ultimately revealed this, uh, particularly after in the last years of the Cold War. Where can one find documentation that sets forth what Chinese influence strategy is in this country, particularly in this realm of subversion? Uh, you know, when it came to the Soviet case, it was hard to find some of these in any kind of official documents. We would find activities. You could see the activities of front organizations, of various agents of influence, but oftentimes it was many years after such agents of influence were identified. Uh, so where does one find some evidence of, the, of this plan? Because you even talk about the third phase of this plan. Um, where do you find it? Uh -huh. 
车的人呢，但是比方小孩子是一些资料，纸片的这个东西的一些资料。OK， 教授这个可以。嗯，知道。啊、嗯呃，我可以拿到这个非常完完备的中共这个大的外宣计划的一个文稿。I I can find for you a a very complete document describing. The Uh, 
啊，很多中国人就会停止支持他。现在这也是为什么中共拼命的封锁网络，不让真正的是信息啊，以最快的速度传到中国的一个重要原因。所以我觉得我们在美国，如果我们美国用美国的科技技术，把中共的网络防火墙给它推倒。那，这个就会很快让中国人民认清中共的邪恶本性。One of the biggest issues for the Communist Party is the issue of its past and the crimes that it committed in the past, and that's why it it goes to such lengths to erect the firewall and keep a lid on information because if people knew what had happened in the past with the hands of the the Communist Party, then nobody would continue to support the party. And one thing that America could do would be to support, um, uh, technologically speaking, ways to get over the firewall so that the Chinese people can see for themselves what um, what the Chinese Communist Party has done. Is that true? 还有第二点就是说，中共刚才我们说了，中共呢，它是好话说尽，坏事做绝。那么，他一方面说，哦，我们中国要民主，要民主。好啊，那么我们西方社会如果写起手来，就是要较真你中共说过的东西，我就是要你兑现。比如说，中共当年加入世贸组织的时候，他所承诺的东西，如果你不给我兑现，我就让你在全世界市场上没有立足之地。那么，中共就完了。Another thing that that they talk about democracy and things like that. Okay, well then, um, on the outside, Western countries have to have to demand that. If that's what they're going to say, then we have to ask for it. Um, we need to hold them accountable for the promises that they make. For example, in the, um, the WTO, when they um, entered the WTO, they made a lot of promises. And okay, are you going to keep those promises or not? We need to hold them accountable. Um, and if they don't. Um, Keep their promises, then we have to make it so there's nowhere in the world that they can operate, continue trade their trade. 对，还有就是说，像这个媒体，你看中共驻美国的喉舌记者是八百多，那美国所有的各个媒体记者加起来只有一百。那根据国家外交对等的这个原则，这是严重失调的。那么像美国，我们就要求外交对等，你就必须。就说根据根据人口，那我这里有三四亿人，你来了八百记者，我就根据中国人口的数，我就要派出多少记者去。你中共就不能就必须这样平等对待？从这个程度是这样。其实有有很多，我的意思，这是一个例子。其实有好多事情可以做，关键是我们怎么把它做起来。Um, another example I would give is with the media that um in the United States uh we have about eight hundred of um, journalists working for Chinese state media here, the mouthpiece of the, of the Chinese state, um, whereas they only allow about 100 of U.S. journalists to go to China to report. And if we had, you know, if we looked at it uh, in terms of population, if they have 800 here, well, then we should have you know, many, many more who are able to go there to report on, on their country. So it's, it's an issue of um, diplomatic equality. And there are many other things like this. It's just one one. One small thing, and I'm going to say we have, according to our time, maybe that's 
we, we I guess we're all out of time, but if somebody, you know, if you want to come up and, and talk more, um, that's great. And also, Mr. Chen has his memoir for sale outside. I'm totally biased, but it's really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it has. Thank you. Thank you.